Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Ordinary People and Extraordinary Lives. My name is Lance Bain. Good to have you with me again on our podcast designed to help us experience the grace of God while living, leading, and overcoming life's everyday challenges. This is episode 198 of our podcast. And if you are a new listener, thank you so much for being with me. You can learn more about me or check out many of the resources that we have made available at lancebain.com, L-A-N-C-E-B-A-N-E.com. You can communicate with me through the website as well. To our regular listeners, thank you so much for being back with us. As always, it would be very, 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 very helpful and deeply meaningful to me if you could leave a review, leave a rating wherever you may be listening and share this leadership podcast with those with whom you also recognize that they're leading or in leadership environments. Hey, today I want to talk to you about a topic that is sort of up close and personal, and it's not something that I've heard talked about very much. And the title of this podcast is Leading from Bed, Navigating Leadership Responsibilities While Under the Weather. What do we do as leaders when we're sick? That's the basic question. What do we do as leaders when we are sick, whether the sickness is short-term, like a, a, a mild flu or maybe a, a sprain of an ankle or a knee or an injured back, or maybe it's something more significant, chronic, uh, maybe it's disease, or something more debilitating. Obviously, the tips and things that I will share with us today uh, are scalable and, and f- based upon really the level of care or sickness that you're dealing with. But I'm talking about the kind of sickness that doesn't fully debilitate us as a leader. How do we still navigate our leadership responsibilities while we are under the weather? I want to share with you five tips today to help each of us do that and maintain that responsibility. The reason that I said this podcast is up close and personal is because I recall when I was about 15, 16, 17 years old, maybe 14 years old, my stepdad had been diagnosed with cancer. And this would have been in the mid to late 80s. And, you know, there were treatments available and and certainly medicine was doing the best it could. But I recognized every week that my dad would go get chemotherapy or radiation and it he would get it on a Monday and he was basically not functional. Uh, the rest of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, he would start to sort of roll around to some normalcy on Thursday by Friday and Saturday. He was, you know, almost back to a hundred percent and Sunday kicked in. And then many times in that by Sunday afternoon, just the, just the reality that the next day he was going to have to get treatments for his cancer. He would already begin to experience physical symptoms and struggles and, and issues. It was very up close and personal watching how my mom navigated her life and navigated that marriage and all of the adjustments that our family underwent uh, to support my dad and to want him to get healthy and to defeat this cancer. Fast forward about 10 years later, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer for the first time. Fast forward a few years after that, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer for a second time. That second time ultimately took her life. I saw how my brother and his wife, my older brother, 
opened up their home. They were empty nesters. They opened up their home. My mom moved in with them. And that's where she was when she passed away. She lived with them and was able to receive hospice care in their home. Again, I saw the incredible adjustments that had to be made. Adjustments in my own life that while I lived local, I had leadership responsibilities at my local church. And just a few miles away, my mom was battling for her life. What kind of adjustments do you make as a leader to maintain responsibility as a leader? But at the same time, those that you love are battling sickness. Some of the closest people to me I have seen for decades battle chronic issues and continue to keep moving forward with purpose and calling. The church I lead It's on a regular basis. I'm praying with people, loving people, serving people, ministering to people who are battling chronic issues. And then I, as myself, while I have generally have been a fairly healthy person, there are times when I catch a cold or catch the flu or something else goes on, a physical injury, and I'm not able to lead. And these people that I serve sometimes are not able to lead. And so what do we do? How do we lead from the bed? How do we navigate... leadership responsibilities while under the weather. These stories of my history and the people that I love up close and the people that I serve in my church and the moments in my own life when I'm not feeling well, I've recognized there are five general tips that I believe can help each of us maintain and navigate leadership responsibilities while we ourselves are under the weather. Here's tip number one. And I don't have them in... Excuse all of my clearing of my throat today, allergy season where I live. Um, there's no particular order of priority on this, these five tips. Tip number one is self-care. Self-care. It is emotional, physical, relational, and possibly even spiritual self-care, depending on if you consider yourself to be a spiritual person. I am a follower of Jesus, and so spiritual self-care is paramount when I think about <clears throat> how to navigate sickness. By spiritual self-care, I'm simply talking about maintaining a consistent time of prayer, receiving support from your church, either through attendance or through friendship. It is leaning into biblical promises and into the nature of God. It is practicing joy and weeping even in seasons of difficulty. Self-care is about emotional. It's about maintaining a gratitude journal. It's about communicating gratitude. It's being honest with yourself. It's avoiding the acceptance of shame or embarrassment because maybe your leadership responsibility is fine-tuned and pruned because you're simply not able to physically and with energy and with emotion and with presence give the full capacity of leadership that you want to. We don't welcome shame. We don't welcome embarrassment, but we do practice vulnerability and we practice compassion towards ourselves. Years ago, my therapist would say to me, Lance, until you can have compassion toward yourself, you'll never really heal. Relational self-care, it's about recognizing that we maintain connection practices, we spend time with those that we love and those who give us life, and we serve others. And that in the service of others, it helps us get our eyes off of our own issues. And then fourthly, physical self-care. This is about maintaining rest, staying properly hydrated, having a good diet, adding supplements to your to your to your diet, and taking naps and utilizing medicines if they're needed or prescribed. It's staying faithful to your doctor visits and uh, as I might be guilty of and some that I love are guilty of waiting too long before we actually call the doctor. 
Whatever physical self-care, relational care, emotional care, and spiritual care looks like for you, self-care is essential when you are wanting to navigate leadership responsibilities while under the weather. Tip number two is simplify your life. I saw this up close and personal when I my stepdad was battling cancer in those 80s and the, the two times my mom was battling cancer. And my, my, my biological father, whom I was able to develop a relationship with later on in my life, he also died of, of cancer complications. And I saw how much adjustment had to be made in his life. Friends, when you are sick, you want to simplify your life down. And so this has to do with your home life, maybe the way that meals are done or responsibilities are taken care of. Simplifying your life can utilize systems that can help simplify your life. Utilizing the modern technology and the ways and systems, not just technological systems, but uh, policies and systems and the, 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 the framework in which your leadership happens. Maybe there is a way in which you can actually be absent from the office for an extended time because you have good systems, good leadership dele delegation, clear responsibilities given to those around you, and you're utilizing technology. Simplifying your life has to do with maybe it's a healthy examination of your priorities. Recently, someone I love was in a car accident, and thankfully they are going to be okay. But the early moments of knowing that they were in a car wreck, I was nervous and I was afraid and I was wondering what does this mean and my mind would have a tendency to go to the worst places of what this might mean for this person that I so dearly love. Thankfully, over the course of the next 24 to 48 hours, the story began to unfold and I was beginning to recognize that my friend and this person I love is going to be okay. But I asked them in one of those early phone calls, I said, hey, does this situation cause you to take an inventory of your life? Without hesitation and with a serious tone that I don't often hear with them, they said yes. You see, friends, when you confront various levels of sickness and some maybe serious sicknesses that might have mortality attached to them, like cancer, like heart issues, like something like that, then, friends, you begin to re-examine priorities. And sometimes we want to maintain our navigate, our leadership responsibilities while this is happening. And a healthy examination of priorities is appropriate. You want to simplify your life. Suddenly, things that really matter rise to the surface of our priorities. Again, these tips are scalable based upon the nature of being, quote-unquote, under the weather. It could be something as simple as a cold and I'm out a couple of days. It could be as simple as I've got to go to the doctor and get a test done, like an endoscopy or colonoscopy, and I'm going to be out the day. It could be something more significant as a disease or a serious sickness that may take you away from your leadership responsibilities longer. Whatever it may be, these tips are meant to help you think through what it looks like to lead from bed, to navigate leadership while under the weather. Here is tip number three. Communicate clearly and often to those around you. Now, your communication circle will be your family, immediate family, obviously, and that communication circle expands into the places of your extended family and into your employment family, into the places where you are giving leadership. 
There are two thoughts when I think about communicating clearly and often. Number one, question is, what do you need for those around you to know? What do you need those around you to know? Because what you need them to know and what they need to know or what they want to know may be different. So it's helpful for you to think through, what is it that I need those around me to know? What is appropriate? Where do I need healthy boundaries in this communication, in what I'm facing? Again, it could be as simple as a quick call to the office. Hey, I woke up with a fever. I'm not coming in today, and I need you to know that. I need you to know why I'm not showing up. Uh, It could be more serious as, hey, I need you to come into my office. We need to have an important conversation about the next days, the next weeks, the next months. And you share that appropriately, ethically, morally, but also in a way that is responsible to those around you. So what do you, as the person that's feeling under the weather, need those around you to know? Second question, what do those around you want to know versus what do they need to know? Because those can be two very different things. People want to be in the know. We love to have insider information. Helps us feel powerful, feel connected, feel sometimes just like we want to know because we want to help. It's innocent, our motivations, because we want to help people. But just because we need to know or want to know it doesn't mean we need to know it. So you're willing to listen to those around you to what they need to know because leadership happens from multiple angles and multiple facets and they may be thinking of something, a project that is coming up, a situation that is happening or something that we're just not able to see because of our blind spots and they truly need to know that information. Tip number three is communicate clearly and communicate often. Okay, tip number four is lean on those around you. Lean on those around you. This is a big one because in leadership, we're, leaders are often type A people. They're um, self-sufficient. They're driven. They're focused. They're used to serving others. And we're not always the best at receiving love. We're not always the best at receiving help. We're not always the best at leaning on those around us. Immediately, what comes to my mind is the core value of humility. When you want to lean on those around you, you're exercising humility. You're willing to open up and say, I need help. It's an acknowledgement that I can't do as much as I used to do. Even if I want to do it, there, there is a sickness limitation that doesn't allow me to do it. Whether that sickness is physical or that sickness is emotional or that sickness is something uh, other, other related, you recognize that you need help from those around you. So in humility, ask for help and receive that help from others and give feedback. Say, hey, this is helpful, but that's not as helpful as I need. What about this? What about that? Now, I hear in my mind those who will take advantage of this and just become uh, little Napoleons when it comes to wanting to receive help from others. No, we want to do this in a healthy, honorable, integrous way, but also in a humble way that we genuinely let those around us who want to and who can and who need to, and even in our organizational structure should help us. But we also want to ask for that help and give the feedback so that if what someone is doing isn't helpful, they can know that because generally people want to be helpful. And if what I'm doing isn't, let me know and show me how I can adjust because the goal is to support you, to love you, to serve you, to help you, to let you lean on us. 
I have a person that I love so much in my life right now who is really not around very much because they're battling some pretty important issues. And I see in their strength and their forcefulness, they are a presence to be dealt with when they show up. They're loving, they're kind, they're gentle, but they are forceful and they are powerful. And right now they are weak and they need help. And I have so admired how they have leaned on those around them. When that's happening, express your appreciation. Thank you. The power of a thank you. The power of please help. Amazing. All right. Here's the last tip. Tip number five. This, this is kind of a heavy podcast, but I think it's important because all of us are, are, are experiencing it and have around us those that are under the weather, whatever that may mean. And we're feeling it and we want to maintain our leadership responsibilities, leading from bed, navigating leadership responsibilities while under the weather. Tip number five insert fun into your life. Insert fun into your life. I mentioned earlier someone around me who I loved so much that was in a recent situation. And it's the person I asked, hey, are you taking inventory of your life? Does this cause that? And they said, yes. When they uh, left the hospital, they went to a place of someone they love and someone that could sort of help care for them for a few days. And I was able to video chat with them and uh, they were surrounded uh, by animals and, and on a farm and and it was just such a relaxing place. And I thought, that's the kind of fun they need right now. The kind of fun they're used to and the kind of fun they would normally lean into, they're not able to do that because of the physical under-the-weather situation. But this is new fun of being with animals, feeding animals, being in a peaceful environment, acquiring a quiet environment, a beautiful, beautiful environment. What does it look like to insert fun into your life, if possible, when you are under the weather? Now, when I have the flu, <laughs> I don't want any kind of fun that I normally have. I don't want to go golfing. I don't want to have a nice meal with my friends. I just want to lay in bed. I want to be left alone. I want to sleep, and I want to treat my symptoms, <laughs> and maybe maybe I want to watch something you know, on a streaming platform. But, <laughs> but other than that, that's about it. But the other kind of fun may be you know, something more that you can do. I want you to think about what does it mean to insert fun into your life because the power of joy and the power of laughter, and the power of being with those that you love. It can help you focus on other things. It can be an emotional uplift for you. And in a bit of a, a, a morbid moment, it helps us remember that life is bigger than this moment. Life is bigger than this moment. Someday, all of us are going to transition from this life into some afterlife. And as a Christian, I believe that afterlife as a follower of Jesus is an eternal relationship with God in what we call heaven. And friends, I want you to know that there's going to be someday an end to your leadership responsibilities. But until then, you can navigate your leadership responsibilities while you're under the weather. Five tips, self-care, simplify your life, communicate clearly and often, lean on those around you, and insert fun into your life. Hey, I hope today's been helpful for you. It's been helpful for me just to talk about and remind myself of these things. Hey, I love you. Stay healthy, stay strong, and I'll talk to you soon. 